Hi, I'm Andy Psarianos. Hi, I'm Robin Potter. Hi, I'm Adam Gifford. This is the School of School Podcast. So welcome back to another episode of the School of School podcast, and I am here with our usual suspects, Adam Gifford. Hi, Adam. Robin, how are you? I am well, thank you. And Andy. Hello, hello. How are you, Andy Serianos? He's here with guitar in the background. Hello, hello. Yes. yes. I can play a little bit. So I'm glad to hear... If we had a real low patch in this episode, Andy, you'd grab that guitar in a hurry. Get straight on it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I can tell we're off to a good start. Everyone's in uh, a good mood. And I thought, you know what? I want to talk about something that maybe we're not all that familiar with. I was reading an article the other day talking about trends in education. And one of the trends caught my eye is it's micro learning. And I don't know exactly what that is, but from my understanding from the article is that there is now evidence to support that micro learning helps students retain information better. And the whole premise is that lessons are gonna be broken up into smaller lessons, like bite-sized chunks, and then repeated over time to help new concepts and skills sink in better for the long term. I think it's kind of been the way of teaching to to have longer lessons and maybe more in-depth lessons, but then not necessarily go back again and again. So micro-learning, have you heard anything about it? I'm not familiar with the research at all, so I don't really know what it's about. But if I try to read between the lines, I guess what we're saying is it's like riffing off what you just said. Um, you know, we're not going to do long lessons. We're going to do short lessons. We're going to do things in small chunks, and then we're going to come back to them over and over again. Um, that doesn't want to, to me. That doesn't sound all that different from what we're already doing. So, I I guess uh, and and this idea that the research supports it. I mean, you know, okay. Again, without really seeing the research and and, and stuff, it's kind of hard to, to to have an opinion on it. But I suppose, right? The essence of what what's being talked about here is something that we've seen before. Part of it is spiraling. So the idea that you're you're not just going to teach something and then it's never going to come up again, because that's a bad idea. Uh, we know that you need to revisit things, but hopefully every time you revisit it, you revisit it at a slightly higher level, so you're not just doing the same content over and over again. Um, so that that's not a new idea. That's been around for a long time. And the idea also that you want to deal with small chunks. You don't want to deal with big chunks. Like, you don't want to teach concepts. You don't try to teach too much in one lesson, I think is what we're trying to say here, right? Um, what, what do you think of these two ideas, Adam? Well, the thing is, I reckon the reason why it's a story, the reason why someone's put pen to paper is because historically, I think we had a model of teaching that was very much the expert at the front of the classroom. And I reckon it was probably about year five of my teaching where I realised it was my ego that was that was actually getting in the way of good teaching. And what I mean by that is you can have a really compliant class, right? And then they're nodding at the right time and smiling at the right time and away you go sharing all this information. But they've stopped listening about the three minute mark. You know, so you've got these windows that you operate in. And I think this is true for most of us. I think this is true for, for most things that happen is that there's a window of being really, really focused on something. 
But to maintain a really high level of focus for long periods of time, that's that's quite rare. Unless you get into something fully, you know, in order to do that over multiple lessons, multiple times. And so I think that that that's where the story is, because perhaps if I think back to how I was taught, it was very much for a lot of my teachers about I'm the expert, you sit there and listen and then copy what I do. Once I've said it all, you just do it. And we all sat there and some teachers because mortal fear but but to anyone looking on, it would have been, this is imparting fantastic knowledge and education. And I think uh, that, that's what I imagine it is, is that, is that perhaps it contradicts the the picture of a teacher that we may have had when we were growing up. That's what I suspect. Oh, obviously, it's good research too. So if it's a good thing to do, we have to do it. But I think I think that, that, that you know, that that's the that's the, the 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 difference between the two, I guess. I was just thinking on that note, you know, I think it's also, you know, you talked about what we've known from the past, but also what we know of people now and students in particular, that they have such short attention spans, as do we all, that, you know, having these bite-sized learning chunks is kind of necessary, I think. And it is definitely better for learning, I would think, for most students. But in particular, because they have such short attention spans, you kind of have to emphasize what it, the point you want to bring across in a very, you can't stand at the front and lecture for 30 minutes and think that they're listening. But so Do people have shorter attention spans now than they did? Or is that just kind of that always been the case and maybe we're just more aware of it now? I don't know. I can't, I've never, if you, you know, it's that old sort of like, you know, there's lots of games based on this idea, but you know, you can say like a shopping list or you give people seven items to remember and chances are they won't remember seven, right? I don't know what that magic number is, you know? So, and then now it's some people talk about things like cognitive load theory, like, oh, you have to structure your lessons this way, or it's important to have, uh, um, you know, to remember your multiplication facts so that you don't, use up too much of your processing power trying to work out what six times seven is when you're dealing with a higher level question. There's all kinds of, they all kind of sort of say the same thing. I, yeah, people's attention span or cognitive load or whatever you want to call it, it's always been short, right? It's just that you can develop tricks and you can develop strategies to get around that. But the essence is, is the important thing I think to understand this is like, if you give people too much to remember all in one go or to process all in one go, they're not going to succeed. So you've got you to be really selective about how much you throw at people. It's what we're saying, right? Yeah. I think the other thing too is that you just want to go. Like if you've ever been somewhere where someone's talking and they're saying, I don't know, they're teaching you how to make something or they're talking about what you're about to do. You're on a holiday and they're describing something and you're just thinking, mate, just wrap it up. I just want to have a go at it. And I suspect that's the same for, for, for all of us. Any part of the learning process is the doing part, right? Like that has to be. So I think by breaking that up and allowing people to do instead of sitting there and sort of, and again, I'm thinking of, of, of classrooms where it's just like a sort of controlled compliance where, there's a, where you're kind of sitting there. I think that, that inherent aspect of learning, which is give me a go, just stop now and give me a go. I think that just feeds into it. And actually, I'd suggest that the more interested you are, the more the the, the greater the, the the desire to have a go. Especially if you've just learnt something, or you you know, and, and whether that's misconstrued as attention or something else, I'm not sure. But I think that for me anyway, and I think for most of us, it's it's the doing part as well. It's facilitating the doing and make sure that that proportionality of 
I'll tell you a bit of something, then go and have a look for yourself. And then I'll bring it back and shape it a little bit more. Then go and have another look for yourself and see if that changes your lens. And I think probably most of the things that we learn, the best learning that we've done probably fits somewhere loosely mm. around there, mm. I would have thought. So Robin, what captivated you about this? What what draw you know, what drew you to this? Like what Well, I didn't understand what it was when <laughs> and it said it was trending. And I thought, I haven't even heard of this before. <laughs> so I'm missing the trend altogether, which is why I wanted to bring it up today because I thought, well, maybe you two had some insider information that I do not. Um, and then uh, just like you, Andy, you know, I thought, well, I thought of spiraling and I thought, well, how does it differ from spiraling? And I don't know if it's more that it's about, you know, focusing on these small bits of information again and again, uh, that don't necessarily build on each other. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. We do that already, but, right? So good teaching yeah. always considers, you know, so if you prepare a lesson, it needs to be contextualized to the previous lesson, it needs to contextualize to the, the next lesson. That's important. If it doesn't do that, then, then, you know, there's no continuity in the learning, but you have to choose which bit are you going to learn today, right? What's the, what's the significant thing for today? I also think it's a discipline. I'm just going to jump in here. I, I think it's a, um, you know, a discipline to be able to do that uh, with whatever you're doing is allowing that time, allowing that give and take and bringing things back and dropping things in at the moment that, you know, you, you're trying to think about some new learning. I think that that's something that, uh, again, is, is important when you're learning anything, not just in the classroom, but I think learning anything is bringing things back to, and also realizing what sort of key information you might want to bring back that might be poignant to the lesson you're on. Yeah, so I, what you're about to I, think we, I think we need to look at this. I, I, I need to look at this in more detail personally. I mean, I, I, I you know, headlines can be misleading. And, and what does bite size really mean? Like, what are we talking about? Are we talking about like, your lesson should be five minutes and then you're going to go off and do something entirely different? Or are we talking about we're only going to address a certain amount of content in that lesson? Yeah. Um, the, when we're saying bite-sized chunks, we talk, you know, like we say, we're going to cover all of the Second World War in one lesson. That's obviously clearly not going to work very well, right? Or are we just going to talk about one very small element about it, but, you know, maybe still talk about it for half an hour or 45 minutes? it can be a bit misleading, right? How do we interpret that bite-sized chunks? What does that really mean? Mm -hmm. Well, you'd be able to bite it off in one go. So the whole world war wouldn't... Yeah, you wouldn't clearly that's not a bite-sized well. chunk, right? But but does it mean, does it mean that your lesson's <laughs> going to be five minutes or does it mean that you're going to only talk about one small thing for a long period of time? We need to find out more about this. We do investigations uh, apparently apparently. apparently it's not so, that big okay, of a trend okay then one question <laughs> <laughs> only in my only in the literature i read apparently but uh okay one final question then so adam yeah go on you're gonna you're gonna teach a classroom of uh yeah. year three students and yeah. it's not on the world war it's just on um uh, addition so yeah. How do you break that down into some micro lesson? Me, you, me, you, me, you. Yeah. What's the sign? Over to you. What did you talk to about? Over to you. Da, 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 da. Over to you. What have we learned? Where can we use it? Where can you see it in the classroom? Over to you. Talk to your friends. What are the questions that are coming up? Over to you. Something like that. Wow. It'll be some sort of mashup between a bit of give and take, I would have thought. I like it. I like it. You're good on the spot. Must be why you're a teacher. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Thank you for joining us on the School of School podcast. 